Holy lunch bag letdown. No, there'll be no letdown here today because you are on the magic highway known as the Harland Highway podcast, and I am your host, Harland Williams, here with you the whole show, guiding you through safely. There'll be no letdowns at all. Um, great show today. We are going to be talking about all kinds of stuff, man. Uh, I got a phone call from one of the Pavement Pounders uh, talking about my new comedy special, which I'm so excited to play for you. Such a great phone call. Uh, also, we're going to be talking about um, we're going to be talking about gun violence and how it seems to be escalating here in the United States and around the world. And and we're going to try and discuss what are the symptoms of it, what are the root causes of it, why is it happening, how can we prevent it, and and how is it turn how is it affecting us as a society. Heavy stuff there. We also got a, a wacky wacky news story. Wait till you hear this one where somebody's been peeing on an old lady. What? Yeah, this is for real. Wait till you hear it. Um, and then we're going to be discussing uh, diseases. Do you have any weird disease? Any ailment with a weird name, a wacky name? We're, we're going we're gonna to dissect those wacky names because I don't like them. But I do like this podcast. This is the Harland Highway. Welcome to the Harlan Highway. I will look for you. Does your mother know what you're doing for a living? The Harlan Highway. Hey-oh! I will find you. My mom always said, you can't handle the truth. (laughs) Many years of therapy. Many, many, many fucking years of therapy. I will kill you. Listen, lame brain. Let an expert show you how to do this. The Harlan Highway. You never know what you're going to get. It's the Harland Highway. The Harland Highway. Crazy news stories. That's weird. Wow. That's strange stuff. Okay, let's kick the show off with, uh, this is redonkulous. Redonkulous. Uh, have you ever done anything weird to torment somebody, a neighbor, a friend, someone you don't like? Uh, In this news story, there was some old lady living in a condo unit, and I guess there was some weird, whack, pervo nut job living upstairs, which is one of the things I don't like about condos and apartments, to be honest. You you don't know what what you're getting. You don't know who's next door to you. You don't know what they're up to behind closed doors. Um, in this instance, there was this old lady living downstairs, and there was a, a, a guy upstairs, and this guy, believe it or not, went to the trouble to uh, to peel the carpet up from his own place. He lifted up his own carpet, got a drill, drilled holes through his floor that went right through to her ceiling, and then he peed... Oh, God. It's almost unbelievable. Then he peed through the holes. He would pee through the holes, and the pee and the dirty urine and the water would drip down onto this woman's bed in her bedroom. So either the guy was just a complete jackass, or he was like some kind of golden shower perv, 
But nonetheless, at what point in your life do you come up with that idea? What shall I do tonight? Let's see. Uh, it's a rerun of CSI. I've seen it. Um, my computer, the battery's dead. Um, my buddy Larry's out at a movie tonight. I am just bored. Wait a minute. Wait, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. I have a drill, right? I have a drill. I have a drill and a whole bunch of drill bits in the closet. I'm not, I've never, I've hardly ever use it. Oh my God. I'm going to drill holes in my floor and piss down on the lid. Oh, this is great. I'm going to piss all over the people that live below me. The old lady, Margaret, I'm going to, I'm going to drill about eight holes in my floor and piss, uh, you know, probably for the next few weeks, for maybe a month. Why waste water in the toilet? Aren't we all supposed to be living green? Aren't we all supposed to be doing our part to conserve? If I piss in the floor holes that I'm going to drill and drizzle it all over an old bag, I'm doing my part. What the hell? Photos show the scene that Mary Hickey has been dealing with for months. You can see the holes created in the bedroom ceiling of her Timber Creek apartment and the water stains left behind. Mary says it all began around six months ago. At first, there was a lot of pounding, really loud pounding and excessive. Then, a couple months later, the water troubles began. Initially, maintenance thought it had something to do with the plumbing. Wait a minute. Six months? Over your bedroom? I mean, A, okay, A, just the fact that there's holes appearing in your roof, perfectly symmetrical holes, okay, perfectly round holes created by a drill bit. I'm guessing if there's drilling, there's going to be a bunch of powder and plaster and wood shavings dropping down. So you got to go, wait a minute, something ain't right here. And then there's like six or eight or ten of them. And then water starts flowing through them. And then pee starts flowing through them. Excuse me, but I think we all know that pee has a very strong odor. How many of you have been in the underground garage or the stairwell? Or you're walking down the street and you walk past the uh, the doorway, the side doorway that nobody uses on the office building. Or you have to cut through an alley past the dumpster and it smells like a hockey arena toilet in there. I mean, that is pungent or pugent or whatever the word is. How about stinky? Now, are you telling me with six months of piss raining down on you? <laughs> you're, in, you're in a tropical rainforest of piss? You got golden piss showers coming down all over you in your bed, in your bedroom for over six months? You're not going to get out of there? You're not going to go up and bang on this guy's door? You're not going to go to the hardware store and buy some spackle? Well, I better I better seal up the piss holes. I don't know if this building's possessed by Lucifer, but whatever whatever's pissing on me, I'm gonna seal those piss holes up. <laughs> 
like nothing? You just take it? Maybe now I'm starting to wonder if this old old codger maybe had a, a pee fetish or something. Oh, I better get to bed. Oh, the, the pee should be coming through very shortly. That nice, warm, golden pee that I love. I'll lay in bed and, oh, God. <laughs> Disgusting. So hint to the to the wise. If, if pee starts coming out of your roof like a giant shower head, get off your ass and plug it. Call the pee police or something, man. They checked it and nothing was wrong. So that's when they checked the apartment above her. And what they found? That he had rolled up the carpet, made holes in his floor, and was pouring stuff through. Mary says the neighbor poured a soapy liquid through the holes, even urine at times, destroying her carpet and bed below. Good Lord. Wouldn't you go up and bang on this person's door? Like, hey, dude, there's piss coming out of your... What are you, you having piss parties up here? I mean, what? why won't this uh, lady go up and say something? The ceiling is now repaired, but she had to pay for a new bed. She still doesn't know whether her neighbor is still living there or not. She just thinks management should have acted quicker. It's been very frustrating and it's been frightening because no one would listen to us. Again, word to the wise, gang, okay? If the inside of your house starts pissing all over you, don't wait to talk to management for half a year, okay? This is one of those do-it-on-the-first-night type of deals, okay? Do it in the first 10 minutes type of deal. Most people, when they even have a, a drip coming through the plaster or some kind of leakage... They shut stuff down. I've, I've had water go, water pipes drip and break in my house, and I'm like, shut the water off. But when that water is a warm gold and it smells like uh, asparagus, yeah, shut her down, Granny. Shut her down. Or at least go and buy a shower cap. Harlan, it's Blake from Dallas. Uh, I got your your DVD, your uh, your recent stand-up show. We're out in the desert, and uh, I enjoyed it very much. Very funny. And uh, like the next day, my brother was having a party at his house, and uh, I put it on the on the TV, and there's a lot of people coming in and out. And the people that were coming in and out of the house, they they stopped and looked at the TV and they said, this guy, uh, he, he's, he's in the middle of the desert with no audience. Like, I've never seen anything like this. And it really caught people's attention and everybody loved it. People were mesmerized by it. and They were really applauding you and saying how much, uh, you know, you didn't even need an audience to be funny. So I really think that you knocked it out of the ballpark. It was uh very unique idea, and it totally pulled it off. So I, I don't know any other comedians that could have pulled it off. So congrats on that. And uh, at the very tail end of the DVD, where you're being attacked by the crow, that really caught my niece's attention. She's two years old. 
she stopped everything that she was doing. She stood in front of the TV and was staring at it. And, uh, started really cracking up. It was great. She really enjoyed it. I did too. That was fucking hilarious. I love that crow. <laughs> Bye. Well, well, well. Blake, Blake, Blake. Guess who just made my day, folks? Blake from Dallas just made my day. What a great call, man. Blake, thank you so very much for those kind words. Uh, if you don't know about it, Blake is referring to my new stand-up comedy special that uh, I just put out. And uh, it's called Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature. And uh, I kind of did something very unorthodox. I've talked about it on the podcast before. I shot my stand-up special in the middle of the desert on a hill in broad daylight with no audience. And uh, it was a big gamble. It was uh, it was something I wanted to do for myself, to push myself as an artiste or a performer or just a guy. I don't know if I like calling myself an artist. That sounds kind of pretentious. So just as a guy, just as a guy who likes to think and push the envelopes, I did it for me and I did it for you. I was like, you know what? I want to present comedy fans, stand-up comedy fans, Something fresh, new, challenging, a little dangerous, a little weird, outside of the box, whatever you want to call it. And I, I did a, an hour-long special standing in the middle of the desert. Uh, and, um, boy, hearing hearing Blake talk about, um, you know, how people were kind of filtering in and out of the house and suddenly they kind of stopped to watch. And that that's very gratifying for me. And, um, you know... I, I was hoping that it would be the type of special that, first of all, you'd find funny because there's no point in creating a scenic backdrop or doing something out of the box if if it's not going to deliver. So before I went out into the desert, I made sure I worked I worked very hard for you know a year, a year and a half on on working this material in the clubs, at concerts, at theaters, and making sure that I had the funny. And then took it took it out there where I felt confident that, uh, you know, regardless of an audience, it would still uh, inspire people to laugh. So uh, feels good to know that that that's the reaction it got. That's what the intention was. And I certainly appreciate your kind words and compliments. That's just a bonus on top of everything else. And uh, mostly, I'm just really glad you liked it and appreciated and. Uh, you know, it sounds like it stimulated you and the people that were watching. And even to a degree, it sounds like your your little, uh, I think you said your nie- your your uh, niece, uh, who was two years old, was getting a kick out of some of the crazy physical comedy I was doing. I won't give it all away, but yes, it involves me and a crow. Ah! So excellent call. You made my day, man. Thank you very much. Folks, if you want to see the special... Uh, you can see it on Netflix for free. It's just started running on Netflix, uh, Harlan Williams, A Force of Nature. Or if you want to own your own copy, you can go to my website, harlanwilliams.com, to the store and uh, pick up a copy there. We'll mail it out to you. And uh, I hope you enjoy it as much as uh, Blake did. So thanks again, man. And uh, 
I can't wait to do another special and uh, keep keep the party going. Oh, it's lovely. It's just lovely. Okay, well, let's talk about something that's not so lovely. Uh, do you have any, like, weird diseases or afflictions or, you know, people that do? Um, there's a lot of them out there, man. And God forbid, I hope none of you have them or suffer from anything. Or if you do, you're, you're getting through it or it's curable. Because us human beings, man, we're susceptible to many, many little things. Parasites and viruses and skin diseases and ugh, just a whole whole tickle trunk full of traits. And I don't, I don't think I approve of the name of a lot of them. You know, I, I really don't. I'm going to give you a little list, and uh, I think you'll agree with me here that the the names are not really, you know, I don't know. I, I just don't think the names are right. How about acid reflux? Anybody have acid reflux? It, it kind of sounds like a 60s band to me. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Acid reflux. <sighs> Right? Or or it also sounds like, remember the, the alien movies? In space, no one can hear you scream. But in the alien movies, those aliens, they would puke up like acid. They'd, they'd, they'd bleed acid and they'd spit acid in your face. Do you really want acid reflux? I don't want that in me. It just sounds corrosive. How about anorexia nervosa? Anybody got that? You know, you know anorexia. Anorexia nervosa, the eating disorder. Is it just me or does that sound like a star cluster somewhere? And NASA announced today that Voyager 3 would be passing through anorexia nervosa at approximately 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. A new milestone for the space, you know, I mean, what the hell? Can't they just call it like, uh, you know, skeleton disease or something? I mean, I don't know. Anorexia nervosa just sounds way too elaborate. Here's one. Asperger's? Who came up with this one? Asperger's? That sounds like German porn to me. Ja, now we will watch the Asperger's. First, we will watch the golden showers through the roof, and now we will all watch the Asperger's. Everybody sit down. Put your shower caps on, everybody. Sit underneath the hole in the roof. As soon as the golden tinkle comes down through the ceiling fan, we will watch the Asperger's. Would anyone like some onions and pickles with the Asperger's? <laughs> I mean, God, of all the things, an ass burger. I just picture an ass cheek on a sesame seed bun. Hold the pickles, hold the lettuce, hold the anus, hold the... I mean, come on. Ass burger. That's just wrong, man. There's a, there's a sickness out there called cradle, cradle cap. I don't know what it is, cradle cap. Maybe it's it's maybe when the the kids die in the cradle. Now, that can't be a disease. I don't know what it is, but it sounds like a cute little hat you'd buy at, at Baby Gap or something. 
Excuse me, how much are the cradle caps? Oh, could I have a blue one and a red one, please, for my little junior mint over here? Oh, so cute, so cute! <laughs> Crohn's disease? What the hell is Crohn's? It reminds me of a, a, a tall marine bird standing in the weeds, stabbing frogs and minnows. Quickly, grab this... Grab the binoculars. I think I see a crone standing out there in the marsh, darling. I mean, come on, man. Here's one called, I, I don't even, I can, I can even see it. Diverticulitis. Divert, diverticulitis. That, to me, that's just a Roman emperor. I don't even... I don't even want to know what that is. All hail diverculiculitis! All hail diverculiculitis! I mean, come on. Picture that guy at the Colosseum giving the thumbs up and the thumbs down for the Christians being eaten by... What say diverculiculitis? What's that? Thumbs down, show him to the lions. And give them some skin cream as well. I think it's a skin disease. How about deep vein thrombosis? I don't know how many of you like to go to see live music, specifically the orchestra. But tucked in right between the oboe, the cello, and the kettle drum, you should find someone playing the deep vein thrombosis. Could I get a little more deep vein thrombosis, please? Something, something sounding a little. Thank you. Um, how about dyslexia? Have you have you, have you ever spelled dyslexia? Do you know what dyslexia is? That's when people can't spell or speak properly. They mix up words and letters and put them backwards and forwards and their brains get jumbled. Well, let me spell dyslexia for you, okay? D-Y-S-L-E-X-I-A. Dyslexia. Okay, very hard to spell. Probably the most jumbled up, goofy looking word I've ever seen. And that's what they give people with dyslexia? People who could never spell that in a million years? How about hives? Anybody out there got hives? You get hives. Hey, uh, Bill, there's honey dripping out of your back. Oh, yeah, no problem. I got hives. My God, could I get some of that for my toast? Of course, just rub it on. God. You wake up and there's a swarm of bees flying out of your ass. Oh, these damn hives. Oh, 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 Charles. Oh, oh, no. Oh, 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 I've got bees flying out of my... How about post-nasal drip? I think we've all had that one, but what? what's that? Post-nasal drip? Yes, I'd like to send this package to Zimbabwe, please. Well, that will be third-class mail, post-nasal drip, sir. 
Okay, and how much is that? Nothing at all. It just means you have to stick boogers all over the outside of the package so the mailman knows that it's post-nasal drip. Oh, okay. <laughs> Ooh. And then I think I'll, let's do one more because this is, I'm getting queasy. How about ringworm? Good Lord, ringworm. It, 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 I, I just picture people at a Maypole festival. You know, the people in the, the bright colored clothes and the dresses and the wooden clogs and they're, they're all skipping around a Maypole with ribbons. La, 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 it's the Ringworm Festival. Everybody dance around the Ringworm. And you two over there with the Asperger's, get over here. It's in Maypole. Everybody dancing around the Ringworm Festivals. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I'm, I'm going to stop right there. I can't, I can't do anymore. I'm getting, getting too creeped out. So I hope you don't have anything. I don't hope you don't have any uh, weird crap going on. And uh, stay clean. Keep it clean. Scrub down. Use an SOS pad. Bleach yourself. Um, and uh, more than anything else, well, I think this commercial will, will tell you what you need to do to really keep clean. Okay, Mom. Which hand has the newest idea in douches? Wrong. Two Mass and Gill vinegar and water douches? Right, new extra cleansing and extra mild. Now we have a choice of Mass and Gill freshness. What's the difference? New extra cleansing. The only vinegar and water with PuraClean. PuraClean? For effective cleansing. And extra mild. The only douche with no additives. I've always trusted Mass and Gill. Extra mild for me. I choose extra cleansing. Trust Mass and Gill, the leader for 73 years. And from that, let's segue into something a little more serious to close out the show. I wanted to talk about violence, gun violence in society. Um, is it just me, or are you starting to get a little paranoid about wandering around outside now? And I'm, I'm probably speaking more to the United States than anywhere else where you're living, unless you're in, like, war-torn uh, Middle East or... Well, you know what? I'm going to take it back. It seems to be popping up all over the world, okay? But, but in the United States in particular, there was a time when the shooting rampages and these nut jobs with a gun kind of happened like a few times a year. You know, the Columbines and the the uh, the guy that went nuts at the naval base and there was, there was a, a kid who went nuts at a university a few years back. And, and these shooting sprees, these rampages, you could usually count on, you know, five or six big ones a year that that took place out in a public spot. Someone just started taking victims willy-nilly, not caring. And it was upsetting. It was disturbing. It was it was scary, and uh, like <coughs> excuse me, like the the kid who went nuts in the movie theater in Colorado. And I've noticed, and it's just maybe been in the last year that these shooting rampages are becoming weekly, if not almost daily, around the United States. And I'm not exaggerating. Look, I follow the news every day, man. I check in on the newspapers. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a news guy. I, I like to watch the news. I like to hear about what's going on. 
And I'm starting to hear, I'm starting to see a pattern of, of whether it's some guy shooting up a McDonald's, shooting up a mall, shooting up an airport, shooting up a school, shooting up a place where he or she works. It's usually men. It's 99% men from what I've seen. It's not just a few times a year anymore. It's becoming more and more and more a monthly, dare I say it weekly, dare I say it daily occurrence. And the reason I'm bringing it up because I personally am now walking around as a result of this, and I'm not a paranoid guy, but I'm a survivalist. I walk around when I'm in the public and I'm starting to eye people now. I'm starting to eye the guy that's standing alone with his headphones in kind of staring at the ground. I'm kind of starting to eye the kind of wandering homeless guy that before I was like, ah, it's just a homeless guy probably looking for some change. I'm starting to eye the guy that looks a little agitated or the guy that's kind of, uh, you know, looking a little suspicious for one reason or the other. And I'm not just going to my mind, gee, what's up with that guy? Now I'm going, is that is that is that freak about to pop? Is that guy about to pop and drop? I'm starting to look for my escape routes now. When I go to movie theaters, when I when I go to restaurants, when I when I'm out in public. I'm starting to uh look I'm starting to go into survival mode. So when when the nutbag starts to uh to go off, wh- what are my what are my exits here? What are what are my escape venues? And I figure if I'm doing it, I think a lot of people are probably doing it. And what's that say, man? It says that our society, our violent society, is really going around a brand new corner. And it, I almost, uh, I almost liken it to you know people who live in Iran or Iraq or or well not Iran so much but Iraq, Pakistan, Afghanistan. People that every day probably wake up and and part of their daily life, they're like, gee, I wonder if I'm going to be blown up today at the mosque, at the the market, at the uh, celebration in front of the church. Because you got to figure those people must wake up every day thinking, yeah, there's probably a good chance someone's going to blow me up with a car bomb today or something. But now in the States... It's starting to get to the point where now I'm walking around going, gee, I wonder if. And it's it's really um it's really getting kind of sad. And I'm not gonna sit here and say it's a gun control issue because, you know, that's that's a whole big thing on its own, but I'm starting to wonder if it's if it's about are the legal system here where there's so many loopholes and there's so many uh, lawyers that are hell bent on winning and don't really care about justice. They're looking to get a check mark in the win box. Okay. I got my client off. I don't care if he was guilty or innocent. My job was to get him off. 
And I used all these technical loopholes, all these legal loopholes. Oh, he was hearing voices. Oh, he was temporarily insane. Oh, he uh, it couldn't have been him because uh, you didn't find any uh, hair on the scene. You know? And I'm also starting to question if there's been a rise in this stuff since the dawn of social media. I'm starting to wonder, is there a... Is there a psychological link to people that are getting on social media and finding kind of a maybe an empty existence because maybe they don't have as many friends as everyone else or maybe the friends they do have aren't really friends. They're just virtual faces. Or are they realizing that, you know, in the old days, There was the CBS News and the NBC News, and you pretty much had to blow up a city to get on the news. Nowadays, you know, you shoot three or four people in a mall, and you're all over the Internet, you're all over the cable net, you're all over. I mean, you can become an overnight sensation. And if you're feeling rejected by society, if you're feeling like, uh, you know, Maybe you're not popular or nobody knows who you are. Well, by golly, they're going to know who I am for, you know, the next 24-hour news cycle. Or if I'm lucky, maybe even a whole week, they're going to know who I am. And I wonder if that's part of it, man, this this cheap fame game that's going on where, you know, if you, if you, look, at, if you look at the way things were, 15, 20 years ago, the people sitting on the couch on the Tonight Show, on the David Letterman Show, on the talk shows, were usually very talented and unique artists, actors, singers, songwriters, writers. And you look who's sitting, who the lead number one guests are on talk shows now, Snooky. Some guy who does a commercial for a computer company. Some some guy that, uh, you know, uh, some thrill seeker that jumped out of a garbage truck and onto a moving van. Reality show idiots. You know, the, the housewives of insert city here. Who, who are these people? Who cares? But fame is becoming cheap and easy now. It used to be a lot of work and a lot of struggle and a lot of commitment and a lot of dedication. And now it's like you could be a guy living in a swamp catching alligators. And suddenly you got your own primetime show. You could be a hillbilly with a fat daughter who likes to dress up like Madonna. You're, you're number one on, on national television. And so I'm wondering if, if regular folks who feel left out of the, the, the fame game, you know, Eddie who works at the gas station or Billy who uh, loads crates in the back of Home Depot, they're sitting around going, wait a minute, when's, when's my 15 minutes, man? Well, guess what? It's going to be tomorrow when I walk in with this handgun. And, uh, you know, this isn't just my theory. I mean, this is my theory in terms of what I think 
could possibly be behind it, but what I'm saying isn't my theory is the reality that more and more and more of these uh, these 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 rampant shootings and murders are becoming weekly as opposed to uh, a few times a year, and and it's just going to keep escalating, and we're going to become a society on edge. We're going to be a, a society of paranoid people. I'll tell you what, Calvin Klein, if you're listening, this this is from me to you. This is this is a free idea. The next wave in fashion is going to be uh, wearable, bulletproof fashion. Okay, give me a bulletproof dinner jacket and some uh, a bulletproof uh, t-shirt. Give me some bulletproof designer jeans, man. Yeah, give give me that uh, whatever it's called, Kylar or Mylar or whatever they use to uh, to stop bullets. Kevlar, I think it's Kevlar. That sounds like a disease too. I've got Kevlar. I've got four months to live. Um, who knows where it's it's gonna go? But it, it's uh, it's it's getting it's getting sad. I mean, it's already sad. All the innocent people that have died, but it's it's just you know maybe my theory about all the fame and the the social networking and all that is just one theory. Maybe there's you know there's probably way more to it. Maybe you guys have some theories. I don't know if you if you feel like sharing any of that with the listeners here, the pavement pounders, you're welcome to uh, you know leave a message three two three seven three nine four three three zero, or you can write me at uh, harlowilliams.com. Nothing too long. I can't plan anything too long, but if you have a quick thought about it that might uh advance the conversation or enlighten the conversation that'd be in, I'd be interested to hear what you guys think are you starting to get a little bit paranoid the way I am believe me I'm not a paranoid guy I don't like being paranoid but I've noticed it's it's sneaking in a little bit now it's kind of like uh remember uh James James Bourne or whatever that guy name is from the Bourne Ultimatum or James Bond in these spy movies. You ever, you ever see those scenes where they walk into a room and the second they walk in, their eyes dart around the room and they take in everything. There's a guy with a purple jacket. There's a chandelier. There's a lady behind the desk. There's a fire exit. There's a revolving door. There's a man picking up a suitcase. There's a golden necklace. And they, they, put all, they enter all this data into their head and they prepare for whatever could happen. They know where everything is and where everything is and where it's placed and what to do, where to go. Are we becoming like that, gang? <sighs> it feels like it, it could be going that way. So, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe not. Let me hear what you think. 323 Maybe together we can find an answer to make it better. I don't know. Oh, kind of a heavy topic at the end here, but, you know, something to think about. Who knows? Maybe this topic one day could uh, save your life. Maybe, Maybe this topic raises your perception and your powers of observation. Maybe you, and I don't want to make anyone paranoid, 
But maybe in this day and age where there's gunplay in the streets like the wild, wild west, maybe maybe it's incumbent on all of us to when we enter a public setting to take a little Jason Bourne look around and go, okay, where is everything? Where is everything? Who are all these people? Okay, okay, I took a little scan. I stopped. I took 30 seconds to familiarize myself with my environment. Okay. I know when to duck and roll. I know when to uh I know when to dive over a table. I know where to go. I know where to run. Okay. Okay. There's a flagpole over there. If I see a guy pull a gun, I have a chance to run to that flagpole, rip it out of its stand, swing it and hit him in the head. You know, it's just good to know what's available. So maybe that's that that could be a good side to this little conversation. Maybe it saves your life one day. Maybe in turn you spring into action and save a lot of lives because you're the, hey, that's the guy that grabbed the flagpole, man. He saved us all. Hey, all right, the flagpole guy. Oh, well, I can't take the credit. You know, I was listening to the Holland Highway and he planted the seeds of survivalism in my head. I might, yeah, yeah, right. But uh, interesting, uh, interesting topic. And sad commentary on um, society. I certainly hope uh, things turn around and we get back to being more civil and, and all these poor, innocent people stop dying at the hands of these furkin' idiots that somehow are crying out for attention. So there you go. Be safe. Put on your bulletproof underwear. And uh, this brings us to the end today's podcast heavy stuff man can you make us feel important you are important i'll tell you what else is important i'm going to make some announcements here um i want to let you know ladies and snurdle blargans um there is a brand new t-shirt in my store at harlowilliams.com that is very important and maybe that will help save your life because uh, it is it is a hilarious T-shirt. Basically, it is a bunch of random letters, okay? There's a bunch of random letters on top, and then there's another bunch of random letters down below. And it doesn't spell anything. It doesn't mean anything. But then what happens is when someone says, hey, man, what's your shirt say? You grab the fabric of the shirt right in the middle of the lower letters, and you just fold it up to the top random letters. And once the random letters are folded together, it spells the F-bomb. It basically says, fuck off. And I know it's crude. I know it's crude. I know it's dirty. I don't usually like to use that kind of colorful language, but in this context, it's kind of funny. I think we all have nosy people. What's your shirt say? What are you doing? Who are you calling? Who are you talking to? This shirt kind of puts those people in their place. And basically, what else is funny is you're walking around saying F off to the whole world and nobody knows it because it's just a bunch of random letters. But until you fold the shirt together and you do it while you're wearing it, it's just a quick little, it's like a two-inch little fold. And when you fold the bottom up to the top, it covers portions of the lower and top letters, and it creates the word, the words, fuck off. And I don't like to say it, but 
it's kind of a fun. I, I when I first saw the shirt, I was laughing my ass off, and so I'm like, I gotta share this with everybody. So if you'd like to order your own F off shirt, they are available at the uh, Harland Highway store. We have them in gray, we have them in black, we got them in medium, large, extra large, double extra large. Uh, I think they're twenty two bucks or something. We mail them out to you, and uh, you got to be the first to have this shirt so that you catch your friends off guard. Um, a lot of fun. Check it out. Other stuff in the store, DVDs, books, movies, T-shirts, uh, artwork, anything you want. Homemade baked pies. No. Um, so check that out. Um, also, uh, if you're going to be in the Pittsburgh area, October 11, 12, and 13, yours truly will be in the Steel Town, Pittsburgh. I will be working at the Improv Comedy Club there. Go online to uh, harlandwilliams.com and get your tickets. And also, if you're up in Edmonton, in Canada, Edmonton, Alberta, I will be at the Comic Strip at the uh, at the big giant mall out there. Again, go to harlandwilliams.com and get your tickets. That's October 17th through the 20th. And then the following week, I will be in Calgary, Alberta at the uh, Blackfoot Inn Comedy Club. Uh, That will be October 24th through to Saturday, October 26th. Great stuff. Um, Please tell your friends about uh, the Harland Highway. And make sure you check out ATC, All Things Comedy, which is uh, a podcast network on which my podcast exists. Lots of really funny comedians on there. Jake Johansson, Bill Burr, Al Magical. Please, please, please go there. And there's many more funny podcasts you could sign up for and be, uh, you know, enjoy listening to. And uh, I'm happy to be over there as well. Um, and you can also get all kinds of comedy news and information and upcoming events and things like that. So. It's it's a really uh, good good site to see allthingscomedy.com. And uh and that's it man. We're going to close the vault for another uh, day here. Thank you for being here everybody. Had a great time and uh hope you had a great time. And until next time everybody, put on your bulletproof helmet and enjoy a nice big bowl of chicken chow mein, baby. <laughs> <laughs>